Welcome to episode 100 of this podcast. OMG, we finally made it to this huge milestone. If you've been listening with us up until now, thank you. Your continued support means the world to me. And if you're a new listener, then welcome. So episode 100. Wow. Okay, so with this episode, I want to do something a little special if that's okay with you. Over the last couple of episodes, my co-founder Bonner and I have been recapping on some of the things we've learned from each speaker at our first ever live event, Capshovians Live. And I thought it would be cool if I played for you my presentations from that event in this episode. Does that sound like a good idea? I want to play it for you because I talk about, in my opinion, some really important themes to set us up for the year ahead, which for me came down to what we do day in and day out, what we do as entrepreneurs especially entrepreneurs who are doing our own organic marketing and content creation. We're playing an entrepreneurship game. We're playing a content game, which actually has led to some important changes, even with this podcast, which I'm going to go into more detail in the the end of this episode and, and in the next one. And before we hop into my session replays, I just want to say thank you again to the Capshovians who attended the event. Here are some really cool things you said, like Isabella, you said, I want to take a second to thank you again for everything you all did to make Capshovian's life an incredible experience. It was truly one of the best events I've attended as a business owner, and I will be pulling lessons from it for years to come. Wow. Chris, you said, I cannot believe how much value you provided at Capshovian's Live. The speakers were absolutely phenomenal. There were several breathtaking moments, actually, when the entire room was absolutely silent and your presenters had the room captivated. Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to give that feedback to some of our speakers or to all of our speakers, actually. Patty, oh, you are so amazing. Okay, this is what you said. You said, hands down, this was the best event that I've been to in a very long time. Now, sidebar, Patty goes to a lot of events. So that was high, high praise. Anyway, carrying on. She also said, you would have never known it was your first event. It was world class from the beginning to the end. I'm looking forward to attending next year and actually every year. The speakers were phenomenal and very generous with their knowledge, as were everyone on the team. And on top of all of that, I made great connections, learned a lot, and had so much fun. Wow, Patty, you spoke to me because that's exactly, to be honest, what we wanted to create with Capshovians Live. So thank you. Um, Ray Sean, yours was short and sweet. You said best event of the year and best merch ever. Now, in fact, Ray Sean is the first person to have bought more merch from the Capshow swag store, which if you're interested in checking out, because it's pretty, we've got some pretty cool stuff on there, head over to shop.capshow.com. That's shop.capshow.com. And if you want to catch a full video replay from Capshowians Live 2024, then please head over to the show notes and get them now. Okay, enough of that promotional stuff, right? Let's get into the meat of this. Without further ado, here is the first of my presentations, essentially me setting the scene and strategy for the whole event. Wow, how awesome was day? I mean, give it up again for day. It was just amazing. We'll see if it's like, okay, cool. So I thank you. Thank you, seriously, for being here at our first ever live event. Oh, Lizzie. <laughs> it was, I'm going to be honest, it was a bit touch and go because I was like, why in the world are we doing this? Like, people who do live events are crazy. <laughs> so. I don't know. There, will there be a joint trip? This may be, I think Ash was saying, this might go into the annals of history. Like, this may be the only one and you are here. So <laughs> I'm just joking. You know, it seriously means the world. It means the world to me and to Ash and to Bonner that you could be here and that you've chosen, you've chosen to spend the next two days with us. So thank you. I cannot think of a better way to kick 2024 off with, like better people to kick 2024 off with. 
It was on January 1 of this year. I actually did a post on Facebook and it was about my word of the year. Now, I don't usually do these because I'm like, eh, what are the like, what does that really mean? But I was encouraged slash told <laughs> that I had to do this. And so, and I struggled. I'm going to be honest. I struggled with what my year, my word was going to be. And I had others who were super cool, like people in this room who told me their words, you know, words like leverage and intention and abundance, like super powerful words. And I was like, oh my gosh, like maybe my word's going to really suck. I don't know. <laughs> but then it came to me. Does anyone remember what my word of the year was in 2024 at all? Probably not. I'm not that important, really. <laughs> But my word was flow. And the reason why this word called to me was because I'm going to be honest, like 2023 was a tough year for me. It was a tough year. It felt like a year of just like grinding and hustling and watching my back at every moment. I, I actually remember uh, there was this moment, like I was just so incredibly exhausted by the end of 2023, so incredibly exhausted. Did anyone listen to the podcast episodes that Bono and I recorded on being creatively tapped out on my podcast, right? Like, I was creatively tapped out because I was, it was so much effort. I felt like it was so much effort, just so much effort to put one front, one foot in front of the other, or as this gift, just one arm in front of the other. I felt like I was like going, trudging through mud, you know, but here's the thing that I realized. The thing that I realized is that effort, all that effort that I was putting in was not actually equating to success. Like effort does not equal success, right? You know what does? Effortlessness. Effortlessness equals success. And effortlessness is flow. And there are times in my life when I know that I've been in flow. I think we've all felt it, right? And man, doesn't it feel good? Doesn't it feel good to be in flow? And I just wanted my whole year to feel like that. Times like when I'm on a run and for some reason, okay, I know some people aren't runners here, but just to be able to be like, I'm on a run, I didn't used to be. And it was always the eight minute mark. For some reason, I'd pass the eight minute mark and then my breathing would start to even out. My body would just be in rhythm, right? I'd just be in flow. Nothing hurt anymore. I was just going. Or when I'm playing pickleball, because yes, I started playing pickleball. Alex and Carl got us into it. <laughs> and I, I have this power shot, this power shot straight down the line. And it goes exactly where it needs to, right in the corner of the court. And I know I have Asher beat because we get pretty competitive with each other at pickleball. In fact, that this is after one I had to take a selfie and you can... If you zoom in, it's not great. You'll see how just unimpressed Ash is <laughs> with this because <laughs> I had him beat, right? But that was me being in flow, you know, when it just feels so good, when everything just clicks into place and it's, you know what it feels like? It feels effortless. And with that effortlessness comes success. That's a goal scored, a point one, a PB beat, right? Which is why when I realized that all we're doing in this as entrepreneurs, like right, in business and entrepreneurship, we're just playing a game. That's all we're doing, we're just playing a game. And so when I made that realization, I knew, I knew that knowing that effort does not equal success, but rather achieving effortlessness does, I would be able to find flow, not just in sports, but also in business and then therefore in my life. So tell me, who here would like to feel a little bit of flow in your life? Say me. Yes. <laughs> who here would like to, Feel a bit of effortlessness in your businesses, say me. Yes, awesome. Who wants to play this entrepreneurship game to win? Say me. Yeah, all right. So if that's you, that's everyone in this room, then I'm going to have us declare it. 
right here, right now in this room. Okay, this is gonna, this is gonna, we're gonna like raise the roof. The 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 people next door already was like, can you just turn the music down? But we're gonna like turn it up. Okay, <laughs> so I'm gonna declare. I want you to declare. I'm in to win. Okay, on three, one, two, three. I win. Yeah, it's a win. Yeah, man, you guys are awesome. All right. So that's exactly what we're going to be doing here, okay, over the next two days. We're going to learn how to play this entrepreneurship game to win. And so I'm going to break it down for you. There are a few things that we need to know in order to do that, in order to play this entrepreneurship game to win. We need to know who we need to be as the players in the game, right? We need to know the mindset we need to have in order to win the game. And then we need a game plan, a game plan that is going to hone our skills. And then that is what we do over and over and over again. We do the reps and build the muscle memory, right? Because we know now, well, hopefully we know now that achieving success is really about creating that effortlessness, finding that effortlessness. And that effortlessness is found through flow. But do you know what creates that flow? Muscle memory, right? Muscle memory is flow in action. Muscle memory is effortlessness in action. Muscle memory is how we are going to win this game. When I started playing pickleball, I didn't know what I was doing. Actually, that's a bit of a lie. I thought I knew what I was doing because I used to play tennis and I was like, how hard can this be? It's like it's just a smaller version of tennis, right? <laughs> it is not. It is not just a smaller version of tennis. I, you know, when I used to play tennis, I, it was, I had a power play and you can't do that in pickleball. Okay, so for example, in tennis, let's, let's talk about the serve because I, I had to learn completely new skills, okay? But the serve in tennis was, I think some of you might know it, you know, you, you got the line and you do the, the, the two bounce because that's when you know you're a pro. Right? You do the two bounce, it's always the two bounce. You toss the ball up and then you hit it at its peak and that's where the power comes in, right? Power shot. The problem is that you're not allowed to do that in pickleball, right? You, you're not allowed to actually raise the paddle above your waist. And so I was like, what am I going to do? I'm all about the power play. Like, so, you know, I'm like, trying to, I'm hitting this ball and the, it's going into the other chords and then I'm like overcorrecting and it's hitting the net instead. And I'm like, okay, I have to learn this new skill. I have to learn how to serve in pickleball. And so I had to do this underhand thing. Okay, whatever. So I have to learn this to, to do underhand. And so I had a bit of a system and I would tell my brain what I was doing, right? I'd be like, the system was take two steps because I, I don't know why, it's just forward momentum, I guess, two steps up to the line, drop the ball, swing and then so I would tell my brain is telling up the rest of my my body it's like two steps drop swing two steps like it was telling over and over and over again and what was I doing I was just, I was doing the reps right I was building that muscle memory until my brain didn't need to tell my body anymore I just I just did it I just did the thing right that is me creating flow do you see that like we're building that muscle memory and we're creating flow it's putting the reps in and we have to go through some of this tough, hard, painful, messy stuff in order to get to the ease at the other side of it. But wait, entrepreneurs, that's what we do. Right? We go through all the tough, hard, pessy, mean, uh, pessy, messy, painful stuff to get to the other side of it. And because you guys are in this room, guys and gals, sure, sorry, I, I want to be inclusive. <laughs> guys and gals, you're in this room today. You will get through this hard, messy, painful stuff, right? We are going to come out of, the, out of the other end, bigger and better versions of ourselves. Because what did we declare? I'm in to win, exactly, right? We're the ones who can win. Okay, so let's talk about the, this game. Let's, let's start with the players. The players being you and me in this room right now, Capturians. Right, we are here because we want to win. And 
because of that, we will win. We will, right? We are the ones who are going to grow our audience. We're the ones who are going to become known if that's what you want. And we're the ones who are going to make a ton of money. <laughs> we make a ton of money, right? But we will not do it in a way that consumes us. We will not do it in a way that makes us sacrifice the things that are important to us. We do not believe in winning at all costs. We believe in winning. Of course we do. We declared it, right? But not at all costs. Not at the cost of losing time, that precious, this, that precious time right now that with our friends and families and loved ones. Not at the cost of sacrificing, you know, denying ourselves the, the small pleasures in life that give us happiness. And definitely not at the cost of losing ourselves in who we are. Because that's where I found myself. When I had the coaching business, the one that led into Capture, <laughs> I used to, man, I used to just like flare up in anger with very little provocation. Like I used to really, can you not imagine that? It happens. I used to ask Ash, right? I used to like snap at him in frustration, <laughs> just like at the smallest thing. And you know, he's the last person in the world I want to hurt or alienate. I used to almost, I find myself almost in tears because I thought that I was a victim. A victim, by the way, of a situation that I had created for myself, which is like the most ridiculous combination. <laughs> I felt like I was some, becoming somebody that I didn't want to be. And that was because I was tired and stressed and feeling like I was failing everyone around me because I, like, I was burning out. My team were burning out because I had to win at all costs. I had to win at all costs. And that's why I'm so passionate about what it is that we do with Capture because we had to find a way to ease some of that burden. And easing that burden to me meant becoming intelligently lazy, <laughs> right? <laughs> intelligently lazy or easing the burden of like all of the overwhelm and the stress and burning out, right? It's, it's becoming intelligently lazy. Like that's who we are as Capture Right? Like, you wouldn't be here in this room right now stealing the secrets of all our speakers if you weren't intelligently lazy, right? You wouldn't be looking to utilize AI the ways that we know how if you weren't intelligently lazy. Like intelligently lazy is actually in our DNA, right? It's, it's how we're built, right? It's how we're going to win. I get asked all the time, why is it that our mascot is a sloth? Why is it Monty a sloth? And why is that? Intelligently lazy, right? Like sloths have this amazing, they have this incredibly efficient metabolism that helps them conserve so much energy that they can actually then focus on the things that are important to them, like surviving for the last 64, 64 million years. And this lazy intelligence, this is core to who we are and what we do. So what does that mean? It means that we are efficient without sacrificing quality. It means that we want more out of what we do, we do not do more. And they're kind of two juxtaposing ideas, right? Efficiency and quality, and yet that is what we achieve. And this is how we do it. One, we leverage tools. Tools like Capture, hint, hint. If no one is a Capturebian, get on it. <laughs> Right, so we, we leverage tools. And so this is how we start to become efficient. We start to actually get more out of our, our time. But that's one part of the equation, right? That efficiency is one part. So the second part is the quality part, which is where we leverage who I call implementation advisors. And implementation advisors are absolute experts in their domain, people who are like way smarter than me, <laughs> for sure, who will help us level up and actually get the results that we're looking for. And the great thing is that over the next two days, you'll meet my personal implementation advisors, right? Every speaker is actually, so I want you to start looking at them as your implementation advisors too. They are people that I, they're my go-to people. If I ever have a question, if I'm stuck on something, right? I go to any of the speakers that you're gonna be hearing from and I ask them. So I want you to start looking at them, looking to them as being your implementation advisors. 
cool? So we leverage tools, we leverage implementation advisors, that's how we don't sacrifice quality. And then the third thing, the last thing is, we acknowledge that it's okay to be lazy and prioritize rest. And boy, this did not sit well with me. <laughs> I did not grow up believing this. I was meant to be a doctor, right? That was what my parents told me. I was meant to be a doctor. So rest and laziness is not, you know, part of <laughs> who I grew up believing that was. And yet, the more that I did this, the more that my business has grew. It's pretty crazy, right? The more that I prioritized rest, the more my business grew. And there's a couple of reasons why. One is because you don't burn out. Right, really, really important as the entrepreneur, as a visionary, that you do not burn out. The second reason is you focus. Yes, by prioritizing rest, it actually makes you so disciplined about what it is you actually need to do. In other words, you focus. So now let's talk about this, this word focus, because I'm going to be coming back to this time and time again. This to me, focus, is actually the most important mindset we need to have in order to win the game. Winning is all about focus. Creating flow is all about focus, right? Focus for flow, focus to grow. Who wants to say it with me? It's kind of fun, rhymes. Yeah, focus for flow, focus to grow. Let's say it. Focus for flow, focus to grow. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> okay, and so the two things, the two things that we're going to be focusing on. One, strengthening our strengths. Okay, so Dave actually kind of mentioned this. We want to work on the muscle we've already built, right? We've already built it. We've worked on it. So why not just keep strengthening it? Let, strengthening it. Let's not let it atrophy. Let's actually have it bigger, be a bigger, better advantage for us. And the second thing is building new muscle, right? We always have to build new muscle. It's kind of like if you're only working on your quads and not your hamstrings, you're going to be pretty lopsided, you know, when you're walking. So we, we need to be working on building new muscle. And how we do that is we put in the reps and we build the muscle memory, right? I'll give you a sporting example now and then I'll outline what this kind of looks like for your business. But back in Sydney, Ash and I used to play a game sport called Oztag. Now you probably don't know what it is, but it's essentially, it's like flag football, but for rugby. And we used to play it at the state representative level. So this is us in the number three jersey, Ash is in the number four jersey. So I was chosen, when I was, when I was picked for this team, I, I was chosen as a ball player. And so what that actually essentially meant, it's kind of like the quarterback in football. Right, so I had to call the plays and put the ball where it needed to be. And I was chosen for this spot because I had a few strengths already. You know, I was fast. I had pretty good hand-eye coordination, I'd say. And I could read the defense relatively well, right? And so 20%, when we were, when we were training, 20% of my time was just working on those strengths, just strengthening those strengths. So that meant I was doing sprints, I was doing shuttle runs, I was just working my passing technique. 80% was building new muscle. And for me and my role, that new muscle meant knowing which place to call and putting the ball where it needed to be, right? And the great thing is I had focus because I didn't, I need, I didn't need to know which lines I had to run. That wasn't my role. I didn't know, need to know how to kick the ball. That wasn't my role. I just needed to know which place to call and then put the ball where it needed to be, right? And even then, can you just imagine, I mean, it's kind of like when you think about football, right? The, the, the dozens, hundreds of plays that could have been devised and that we could have practiced and we could have run. Like when you think about the universe of plays, there's a lot. Do you know how many we only ever actually practiced and did in any one season? Three. We only ever focused on three. 
And it was those three plays that we drilled. It was like in training, we would just run them over and over again. In mock games, we'd run them over and over again. In my dreams, when I'm sleeping, I was just, I just running these plays over and over again. So when it came to championship time, it was muscle memory, right? You don't even think about it. It's, you're in flow. It's effortless, right? I would just call the play and it would just happen. Only magically, it just happened. This is the thing about focus. Who's committed? Who's committed to focused reps? Yeah, on the entrepreneurship game, play the entrepreneurship game. Awesome. This, the reason why people don't go to the next level is because they don't make this type of decision and commitment, right? Now, I know you didn't come here for a math event, but humor me. Does anyone know the answer to this equation? So three plus X equals four. What's X in this equation? One, yes, geniuses. Okay, we've got geniuses in this room. Amazing. Okay, this is great. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to give you another equation. Now I want you to tell me the answer to this. Three plus X minus Y equals four. Can anyone tell me what X and Y are? Could be lots of things. Could be lots of things, right? It's hard. It's impossible because it's, why is it's too many undefined variables? Too many undefined variables. And this is what happens when we don't make decisions is we add more variables. Do you see that? The reason why in Oztag we only ever focused on three plays is because we had to eliminate the variables, right? The more that we were trying to do and practice and, and run through and remember, like we're just adding more variables, which means that the path ahead is not clear. But we can, when you can make a decision, we can decide on what X is gonna be, guess what? Y is done for you, right? The path ahead is clear. And so when I, I want you to think about that for your business. What decisions are you not making? What commitments are you not making? What variables are you not eliminating? Which means that you are adding more variables. You're making it way harder for yourself to play this game. Do you see now why focus is the most important mindset we need in order to win this game, right? Focus for flow, focus to grow. Say it with me. Focus for flow, focus to grow. Awesome. Okay. So I'm, and I will, don't worry as well, because I will later on, I'm going to tell you how I'm personally going to help you make this decision and decisions and eliminate those variables too. Does that, does that sound good? Okay, cool. All right. So I've kind of spoken about the sporting example. Now let me outline what this looks like for your business. Okay. And that comes down to the game plan, the game plan now. Okay. So with this game plan, when you execute this, you will win. Okay. This is the game plan that when you execute, you will win. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the, the high level game plan. And I know what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to be like, yes, I'm going to execute all of this right now, today, all at the same time. And you know what's going to happen when you do that? You know what you're creating there? Or not creating? Focus. You're not creating focus, right? So this is what I want to, I'm going to give you the high level game plan because I want you to see the vision. I want you to, I want you to know where it is you're heading. Each of these speakers are going to then be, be talking about a component part of that game plan. And as they're talking about it, about each of the pieces, I want you to think about what your strengths already are. Okay, so what are the things that 20% of your time you can just keep strengthening? And then I want you to think about what new muscle do you need to build, right? And only one or two other areas. You're gonna to wanna to do all of them because there's gonna be a lot of muscles that we, we're gonna probably need to build. I, I'm the same, right? And I'll give you an example of what that looks like too. But there's gonna be a lot of new, new muscle, but I really want you at the end of this event to have one max two new muscles that you can build. Knowing that once you build that, what happens? You do the reps, you build the muscle memory. It, it's just part of your muscle. And then you go into the next one and then you go into the next one, right? Like this is how it's going to work, okay? So that's, that's the, the frame of mind that I want you to be coming into this event with. So who wants a game plan? Say me. <laughs> also, okay, here it is. 
You're welcome. All right, thank you. For all right, okay. So the, these are the component parts of building a scalable, sustainable business, all right? So when I sketched this, Bonner was like, oh, that kind of looks like a sandwich. So there's your cheese, there's your croissant, and there's your ham. All right, okay. So what does this mean? I'm going to start with traffic. And this is the traffic pyramid. This is your cheese, all right? So I built this framework over multiple, I mean, I, you already heard from Ash, you know, we had, we started the hospitality businesses that we grew and sold. I had coaching business, now we have software business. And all throughout that journey and seeing what other business owners were doing as well around me, I know that every, whenever we're looking to get traffic, it falls into the traffic pyramid. So is it cool if I run you through it? Awesome. All right, so we're gonna start at the bottom. Passive organic marketing. Now who here in this room is creating content? <laughs> it should be everyone, thank you. Molly's like, why are you asking stupid questions? Okay, so passive organic marketing. When I first started, I was like, oh, I have this marketing thing down. Because I was like, I've got my podcast, I'm creating content, I'm publishing it, that's my job done. And who else here kind of fell into that trap? Well, maybe you're, yeah, Janine's <laughs> hands straight, straight, straight up. You know, you're, you're publishing a podcast or a YouTube video or a blog, whatever, a social media post, you put it out there, right? And you, you wait for it to do its thing. It's gonna do its thing and it's gonna like get you a lot of eyeballs and ears and you're gonna build this new audience. And then do you, like who else has been really deflated when it's like, oh, marketing doesn't work, it's not working. Now the thing is we have to create great content. We and, and Molly Mahoney and Louise Cameo, they're gonna talk to us about how we create amazing content. This is the anchor for everything. We have to create great content, okay? But it doesn't stop there. Creating great content is actually, it's the start. It's the beginning. Because then we have to actually market our marketing. We have to actually market our content, right? And that's where we get into the second tier. This is what I call active organic marketing. This is where we actually activate our content. This is where we breathe life into it and we actually get it out there. We get, get it in front of the people that we need it to be in front of, right? Our ideal buyers. And so Katie Brinkley, she's going to be talking to us about how we activate social media for ourselves. JP is going to be talking about how we leverage YouTube to do that. And Damon is going to be talking about how we actually use SEO to get our content discovered. All right. So we're actually going to have our content working for us here. Sound good? Okay. So we've created our content. We've, we've got it working for us. Then we start leveraging other audiences, right? And this is where we really supercharge our reach. This is where we start partnering with people who have similar audiences to ours. And Jenny Wright and Josh Tapp, they are gonna talk about strategies that just work. So you're gonna to wanna to take a lot of notes, all right? Now I'm gonna round out the traffic pyramid with the fourth tier, which is paid ads. Now we are not gonna be talking about ads at this event. And a big reason why is because I know that we could scale any business completely organically. Right. In fact, that's the that's when you know you actually have a sustainable business, by the way, because I tried doing this when we first started coaching. I was like, oh, I, I'm getting told to do ads. I'm just going to dump all of this money into it. And you know what? I think everyone knows what happens, right? <laughs> just the world happens, really. But the Internet, like everything. And it was just that that strategy just completely. I mean, we lost so, so much money. So what I, I'm committed to doing here and especially with my team, I've I've challenged the team to be like, we are going to grow capture completely organically until we've tapped out organic as much as possible, right? And so that's why I wanted to round out the traffic pyramid, but it's not going to be a focus for us. Sound good? All right, cool. So this is the thing, this, there's gonna be a lot. Day one is gonna be all about traffic because without traffic, you don't have a business. Right? 
And so there's, there's going to be a lot of things that's going to be spoken about. But what do you need to come back to? Focus, right? Okay. You're going to want to do everything, but I need you to come back to what are the one or two things that you are going to focus on for you and your business? For me, for us, for Capture, we right now are focusing on creating great audio content. So we have our podcast. And then with Katie's help, we're getting it and we're really working social media, right? That is our goal right now. And yeah, we do blogs and we, you know, put some YouTube videos every now and then. But right now, our focus is podcast and social media. Now, in a couple months time, and I've already spoken to JP about this, we're going to be turning our attention to video. Okay, so we're going to we're going to do the reps. We're going to build the muscle memory and getting out the podcast and social media really down. So it's effortless, right? It's just it just happens. And then we're going to be like, all right, JP, we're ready. Video and YouTube. We're real. We're going to go all in on that. That's going to become 80% of our time. Does is this making sense? So it's it's not like we're saying no to this something forever. We're just being really, really smart, intelligent, lazy, right? Sound good? Okay, cool. So we've got our traffic. And then what do we need to do with it? We actually need to bridge it into our office, right? We're going to make some money. Who's up for making some money? Yes. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> this is what day two is going to be all about. All right. So day two, we've got amazing speakers, Joe, Kevin, Alicia, Sean, Joseph, like your minds are going to be blown away by all of the value that's going to be, that they're going to be sharing with you. All right, so I'm going to quickly recap and then I'm going to have Ash introduce our first implementation advisor. But before I recap, who's, let me know, who's committed? Who's committed to playing this game? Yes, say me, say me. Yeah, woo. All right, who is going to win this game? Yes. <laughs> awesome, let's declare it. What are we declaring? I'm in to win, ready? Go, declare it. I'm to win, yes, amazing. Gosh, I usually don't like listening to my presentations, but that kind of gave me chills. What did you think of it? Again, if you want to access the full video replays, then head over to the link in the show notes and get them now. Because later in the day, so that was at the beginning of day one, later in that day of day one, after five other amazing expert speakers, I headed back up on the stage to go a little bit deeper. So in my opening presentation, what you just listened to, I spoke about the scale sandwich as the game plan for the entrepreneurship game. What you'll notice in my next presentation is that I've then funneled that down to talk about the content game. Here it is. So let me know who's, who's coming to PodFest with us in a couple of days time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love this. Okay, cool. You know, PodFest has a special, special place in, in my heart because it was 18 months ago, just a little bit over 18 months ago. So May 2022 was when I went to, we went to our first ever PodFest and the reason why we went in May 2022 was because we were working on this crazy new idea, this crazy new idea where we we're going to help entrepreneurs who podcast create written content from their episode. <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? This was 18 months ago. This was when we were at that podfest. This was May 2022 and we were talking to people about it and it literally blew everyone's minds, okay? Because this was before ChatGPT. This was before anyone knew about AI. That was only 18 months ago. It feels like it was about 18 years ago, right? And that PodFest was when we actually got our first beta signups. Uh, and it was from those beta signups that we actually got our first Capturians, our first paying customers, like Sean and James in here, the OG crew. It was, so that's why it holds a special place in my heart. And since then, so 18 months ago, there's been a lot of twists and turns, a lot of ups and downs, as you can imagine in the, the entrepreneurial journey. 
let me know, was anyone else's 2023 a little bit rough for them as well? Or was it? Okay, cool. Good to know that I was, I'm not alone yet. It was rough. And I don't know if anyone remembers or if you read my emails. I know I sent a lot of emails. <laughs> but if you remember, there was a particular email I sent. It was referring to a day, October 31 of 2023, so just last year. And on October 31, we actually made the really hard decision to pretty much cut our entire team. So our whole dev team and our marketing team too. What you don't know is that at that time, at the same time, I was actually having my own crisis in confidence. I, I remember I was on the bedroom floor on a bedroom floor and I was talking to Ash about this at the time. And I, I, was, I was in tears because I felt like I was just failing everyone. You know, I felt like I was failing my co-founders. I felt like I was failing my strategic partners. And I honestly felt like I was failing you. And it's a really, really heavy burden that as entrepreneurs, we place on ourselves, right? Like when we're human and we care deeply, it's no surprise that we do have this crisis in confidence. And what I realized when I was thinking about what was happening was that it was just this like one big thing that happened. It was just an accumulation of really small things, actually, like each and every day, each and every moment, just things chipping away at my confidence and my belief in myself right? I was so focused. I was so consumed by having to do everything and be everything to everyone, to all people that I just became, honestly, I just became overwhelmed. Like that's, that's the short of it, right? I just became overwhelmed. Has anyone ever felt that kind of overwhelmed? Yeah. It's right. We're all entrepreneurs. This isn't new. And maybe it's because we said yes to a ton of things that we know we shouldn't have. And, and it might be because I don't know, we could see the vision. Definitely for me, I know it's because I can see the vision in something or I just want to give people opportunities. And so you make these bigger commitments and you bend, bend over backwards for, for all these people, pretty much everyone apart from yourself, right? And you start to lose sight of the, the commitments or even the, micro, I call the micro commitments, right? The commitments that you either consciously or subconsciously make to yourself. And you know what happens when you start breaking those micro commitments to yourself? Crisis in confidence, right? Because we no longer, we're no longer the person we say we are, or we're no longer the person that we believe we are. Is this making sense to you guys? So, um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the misstep that we made um, with Capture, actually, before I go into that, I don't know why I'm tearing up. What do I want to say? Yeah, so... <laughs> the misstep that we made with Capture, I'll, I'm just, I'm just going to go into this part, is that we actually, when we first launched, we were like, this is amazing. We're going to be able to give everyone everything, right? And we just thought they would just cherry pick what it was that they needed. And some people did, right? You were really smart about, okay, I'm going to be on the, I'm going to focus on these platforms, on these channels, doing these things, and I'm just going to take what I need from Capture and use it. Now, there were a lot of other people who didn't quite do that. They, they looked at Caption and they were like, this is amazing. I can now be everywhere at the same time all at once right now, right? And you can imagine what that leads to. Overwhelmed, right? And when we get overwhelmed, what happens? We break our micro-commitments and we suffer. And so the thing that I realized was that we were enabling that. We were enabling 
people breaking their micro commitments to themselves, which is terrible. Like that's the last place that I want us to be, to be doing. And so like, let me know, has anyone here consciously or subconsciously committed to a frequency of posting that you could not fulfill? Yeah. Has anyone consciously or subconsciously committed to being on all of these different channels and you could not sustain it? Yeah. I think we all know how it feels. And you know what happens? We, we break those micro commitments, right? And that is us getting so overwhelmed and distracted that this is the thing. We're not even playing the game. We're not even in it. And you know what that leads to? That leads to, <laughs> leads to overwhelm, right? Uh, and that's why I'm so intentional now to say that where Capture sets, you know, me, my team, the software, we really are going to help people follow through on their content micro commitments, right? That's, that's, that's where we want to play. That's what we want to be doing. Um, I just, I've lost my thread. We're going to win the content game, okay, because that's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're doing this so we can win the content game, right? Who wants to win the content game? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. So what does it, what does a content game even look like? So basically I've covered the traffic pyramid. This is a content game. Okay. So everything that the last five implementation advisors have been talking about, passive organic marketing and active organic marketing, this is us playing the content game. Make sense? All right. So how are we going to, how, how do we win it? We basically consciously commit to a, a plan, a content plan, and then we execute it. And we do that over and over and over again, right? Do the reps, build the muscle memory. That is how we win the content game. Winning the content game is going to be the theme of this podcast going forward, which has actually prompted a rebrand. Yes, this podcast is now going to be called Win the Content Game. And in the next episode, I'm going to have a chat with you about what exactly you're going to get from continuing to tune into this podcast. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Thanks for hanging with me. My name is Deidre Shen and as always, stay intelligently lazy.